So perhaps instead of saying these things about your children that are directly negative or lies, it's just a lack of support, a lack of encouragement on certain areas. And you know what? That really might be their own lies they believe about themselves, their own limiting beliefs that they they think, well, I know I can't do this and I couldn't have done this as a child. Therefore, my kids can't do it. Welcome back to The Donkey and The Bee, where men are jackasses and women are biatches, where we work together to build an extraordinary life. Tune in to up your game in your marriage, entrepreneurship, and finances. Welcome back to The Donkey and The Bee. We got The Donkey here, Brett, and The Bee here, Laura, and we are coming at you again with some um, real life content today, actually. All right. So we're talking about the lies that we tell ourselves, and man... There's been a, as we're kind of thinking about this, there are some lies that I believe or struggle with that I've identified in my life. Some things that we have identified as kids growing up, our parents, other people in our lives told us lies about ourselves that you take through life. And it was kind of sparked this morning, going to church, our daughter, Blake, who's nine, she's going into the the kids' church and she's like, hey, you know, one of those uh, teachers, right? Sunday school teachers are are mean she, she said and i was kind of like what and they're like yeah she the teacher said i'm shy and i was kind of upset by this i'm like well okay yeah you're a little on the quiet side um when you meet new people but that has nothing to do with telling her she's shy right she's literally like internalizing this and it's a lie that she was told that she's shy that i am uh, afraid she's going to believe right so we're like battling this thing and we specifically you know, she's very quiet, so we've specifically not used the word shy around her, right? Like when she gets around her friends, I think she's loud as crap, but she's just very quiet when she meets new people. And I don't want other people telling her or telling anyone lies about themselves on potentially things that they're working on in life. Yeah, this is something that really <laughs> got me a little upset walking to church because it has been multiple times that people have told her that she's shy. And so I think when multiple people on many different occasions tell you something specifically, especially if it's the same words, you are shy. Uh, it, it's almost like you're programming this little individual mind to believe that. And so I think we've all come across circumstances when we're kids that have adults have told us certain things about ourselves, which I think in most cases aren't even true. But we grow up in adolescence and then we grow up in our early 20s and maybe in our 30s and 40s still believing that and still living our lives in a way that is almost making that limiting belief come true. Yeah. Well, what were some of the things that you were told as a kid? <laughs> so one of the things I was told as a kid is that I talked too much. I got in trouble on many occasions in like kindergarten, first, second grade. My mom would have to come in and have conferences with the teachers because I would talk too much. I literally was just like the teacher was talking and I'd be like, hey, what's going on? Like to my neighbor. Um, so I talk too much and that I'm too much, meaning like maybe too loud. You're overwhelming. Overwhelming. Um, and so those were the major two things that I was told as a kid. And I think it still carries over to me as an adult because I'm aware of it. I'm very aware that I am very outgoing. I'm very social. I like to laugh. I'm I'm very loud. Yeah, we can and find you in Target. Just if you're looking for Laura and you're in Target, just be quiet for like five seconds and you'll hear her laugh 
somewhere. You're welcome. In You're this welcome. one acre facility, yes. you'll be you able joy. to find her. I'm bringing you joy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. See, he's putting a limiting... Do you guys hear this? He's putting a limiting belief in me no, right now. I just now. have <laughs> to cover my ears sometimes. You're loud. <laughs> um, see, he just said it. He just said it a lot. Hey, you know what? I think I've embraced it. And I think that um, as an adult kind of working through it, realizing that a lot of times when people tell you certain things as a child that you're this way or you're that way is actually your your superpower that's that hasn't been honed in on. And I think it's Brett calls it potential energy. And so, you know, when people maybe say Blake is shy, I think that she's quiet maybe. And I think that's actually kind of a good thing because God did give us one mouth and two ears for a reason. So maybe she's just going to be a great listener. She'll be a great listener to her friends, to her spouse, to whomever it is in the future, right? And so I think that that's actually might be a superpower for her. She just has to learn to develop that and hone in on that. And so me, for me example, people saying that I talk too much or that I'm too loud, I think it's actually my superpower. I'm really good at connecting with people and talking to whomever. And if I see someone that like did something really sweet or kind to somebody else, I go up and tell them like, wow, that meant a lot to me. So I feel like I can make a difference in people's lives because of that. And so, I don't know, I think that it wasn't really limiting belief for me. It was almost like an eye-opening experience to the strength that I have. Mm -hmm. But as, well, now you're mature, right? And, and you've spent a lot of time on this. And I know, you know, as you were going through your, your, your 20s and when we were first married, you struggled with this idea and we had lots of conversations about it. So when you were younger, when you were a kid and teenager, was this something that was um, negative in your mind? Yeah, I think it was negative as a teenager that um, if I laughed too loud that people would look at me and it was like, oh, okay, I need to just be a little more quiet. Uh, or now I'm just like, whatever, I'll laugh as loud as I want. You want to look at me? Who cares? You know, like, so I think it's more of a maturity thing. And I think in my teens, I think any teenager when they're going through that hard phase is going to think that it's embarrassing or it's a negative thing. Um, but I guess I kind of want to throw that, that question back at you. What was something that other people told you when you were a child as far as limiting beliefs? So it's interesting because I can specifically remember this one instance. So you can buy that. It was 30 years ago or so, right? You can see like the power that was in this moment. And uh, so it was something that one of my parents said to me, and we were talking about me playing baseball, and I was really bad at like Little League when I was like 8 to 10 years old, right? And, um, and one of them said, Brett, you can't drag a rake in baseball. Meaning like I wasn't good enough to even like rake, you know, before or after the game on, on you know, the infield. Wow, that's harsh. It was pretty, oh, wow. pretty cold blooded. It's kind of funny when that um, <laughs> But nonetheless, like it still stings, right? Like it, yeah. I'm still carrying this thing with me, and so that's just one example. But there was there was things told to me that you know I just ultimately was I'm not good enough, and it was you know in that instance directed at sports. Granted, I was terrible at little league baseball, um, but that was something that I carried that that you know I'm just not good enough on some of these things, and I was really bad at school and academics. Uh, up until probably like 16 or something like, I don't know, I think I just, you know, as a going through puberty and stuff, you kind of just mature and physically, mentally, like I became really good at things. But up until that point, I believe like I sucked at a lot of things. I just wasn't very gifted at things. Um, it physically sports, mentally academics, like all of the above. And I think those, 
beliefs drove my younger adolescence until I really broke through it um, and, and started getting results in school, in sports, socially. And then my parents, I guess, kind of came on board with that and were more encouraging. So that was something that if, if it didn't change, right, like I probably would have carried those lies about me into adulthood. What I think is interesting about this topic is that in most cases, the beliefs that you carry or the lies that you carry from being a child to adolescence to adult may not be vocally directed at you. They can be shown to you through adults' actions or lack of actions. So what I'm hearing you say is instead of them saying these things to you, they may have been showing you these things, right? It's, it's, you know, it's kind of showing by example instead of speaking, but it was negative examples that we're talking about. So perhaps instead of saying these things about your children that are directly negative or lies, it's just a lack of support, a lack of encouragement on certain areas. And you know what? That really might be their own lies they believe about themselves, their own limiting beliefs that they they think, well, I know I can't do this and I couldn't have done this as a child. Therefore, my kids can't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, we've been very proactive with this with our kids from from the very beginning. Right. Where I mean, they started their own business at, at four and six years old. They just bought their first rental property. They set their own alarm every day. They make their own lunch every day. Right. Like they're doing their own laundry right now. Like we have said, you can do these things. And when they push back and say, no, most kids don't do that. I don't care that most kids do that. I know you are capable of doing it. Mm -hmm. And so I think uh, that you can be very proactive with these things in showing and in telling your kids. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a random example, but I'm kind of random sometimes. Um, One thing that really, really just irks me is when females put down other females And so I'm very adamant about showing the girls that, you know, when you when you encourage other people, when you encourage others around you, like you win and they win. And so instead of verbally telling them, hey, you need to be, you know, kind and and loving toward other women, I usually go above and beyond when we're together with the girls and I see another woman kind of going out of my way to encourage other women in front of them so that it's not just me telling them, hey, like, don't gossip or don't talk behind people's back. Like, let's encourage other people. And so they see it all the time. And that's something that I really want to ingrain in them because, man, it's just it bothers me when there's such like a I have to be better than this other person or I have to tear this person down because they're more successful than me. That's just, oh, I don't know, it irks my skin. So I'm I'm very adamant about showing it and not just talking about it. Yeah. Well, this goes back to what you said was your superpower of just striking up relationships and conversations with people, right? Yeah. There's been so many times where we're in an elevator at a hotel or somewhere, right? Where some woman walks in and then it's like that that awkward, like everyone's in the elevator being quiet. And then you're like, oh, I got to say something to this lady, right? Like you look so beautiful today or your dress or your hair, right? Like, and a, and a lot of times they're like, is she serious? Okay. Yeah. I guess she's being serious. Like, and it's so... <laughs> Um, you're Brett gets co- awkward. Brett gets awkward. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> no, nah. well, and nonetheless, it's it's it is your potential energy. It's your power there 
that you have embraced this thing that this lie that you were told about being when you were a kid about being too much Mm -hmm. right and you are using that to your advantage and fighting through this awkwardness and it's been i know something that you have specifically practiced as a skill right to how do i approach people and how do i compliment people and how do i strike up conversations without being awkward and overwhelming Mm -hmm. so we're getting a little personal here okay what are the lies that you currently tell yourself? Oh, we're getting deep here. Uh, so I think it relates to success, whether it's uh, business success or financial success. I am fighting this lie for my my whole business life is that if I'm too successful, if uh, I, I make too much money, then my either friends or family are going to judge me or they're going to distance themselves from me or, or think that Brett's changed. He's not, he's not that person anymore. And probably because when we, I guess, did mature and started our own business and started bettering ourselves, we pulled away from our, our like old friend group, like high school and college friend group, right? Like there was a separation there. And I think maybe that stems, you know, from this, this belief stems from that, right? Like other people will distance themselves from me because, you know, Brett's too focused on, you know, success or growth or whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. So I think that's something that I constantly am fighting against because I do want to continue to grow my business and and grow in lots of different ways. But as I do that, I think I am perhaps distancing myself by default from people who are not doing that. And I think that that is something that I have to fight against to say, no, you know what? It doesn't matter. They're going to run their race and I'm going to run my race. And it doesn't really matter, you know, where their journey takes them. I should really only focus on my own journey. So what are some of the things that you see other adults, the lies that they tell themselves, their own limiting beliefs? I think I see this every day. Being a female, there's different lies that are told than I think than if you're male. Granted, I do think some of them overlap, but I think a lot of the female lies are about your appearance. And I think the male lies are about your success or money or business, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. And so since I'm around a lot of females a lot, I think the main thing is, you know, I'm too fat. I, I can't do that. Or um, I'm too short or I'm too tall or, uh, you know, I'm not pretty enough or it, it it's always having to do with their physical appearance uh, or their lack of quote unquote physical capability to do something because of their size. So I would say that's probably the most prevalent lie that I hear. And, and it, and I also, like I say, from coming from the male perspective, I do hear a lot of, well, I've worked in this industry for 15 years. I don't want to start over. What am I going to do? I'm just stuck in this job anyways. Like, why would I start over? And so that's a lie that I think really frustrates me so much because if you're unhappy with where you're at, like you're the, the magician in your life, right? You can do something different, like make the choice, take the leap of faith and go do something different if you're not happy. And so um, that's the one lie that I hear from a lot of men is, oh, well, I've been doing this for 15 years. Like I can't start over now. You know, like, yes, you can. And you know, I always say this, KFC started KFC when he was like 60 plus years old. Like, yeah, if you're only 40, you're good. Like, you're still young. 
So uh, that's probably what I hear most. I don't know if you're going to say something so different. You, think but. You, you see people trapped in a situation of life that they are complaining about, right? Because they're vocalizing yes. it in front of you, mm-hmm. their physical state, their, their job, uh, their boss, but they don't believe, right? They tell themselves that they're not good enough or they can't do it because of a certain thing. Mm-hmm. And they're going to just like grunt and bear it for the next 40 years of life or something. Exactly. Yeah? Be unhappy and then make everyone else unhappy around them because of their unhappiness. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Change it. Yeah. Just realize that this is not true. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Just because your mind is telling you it doesn't mean it's the truth. Yeah. Your mind lies to you all the time. Yeah. We tell our daughters, you don't have to believe everything you think. And you don't have to say everything you think either. (laughs) Yeah. So what I commonly see uh, as far as other people and their limiting beliefs or the lies that they constantly tell themselves is um, about athletics, about uh, getting old, actually. Well, I guess partly because we own an assisted living and we see the very end of life. So we see people complaining about their age or saying, I can't do these things because of age. And, you know, it may be just simple things as, as far as walking and things when we're talking about your 90s. But it's also a lot of people who say, you know, oh, I can't do that. And I guess partly because I run long races, like marathons and ultra marathons and Ironman. And people are always like, oh, that's so cool for you, Brett. I could never do that. And I'm like, well, what do you mean I could never do that? Like, no, I'm too old for that. Like, I'm, I'm 50 years old now. And I'm like, I always try to tell people when I'm running an Ironman, do you know how many like 70 year olds are out there on this course, like doing it? Like, this is not a physical body thing. When you get to that state of like, I'm going to run or do something for 12 hours, it's like 90% mental. Like the grit and the toughness that you get at the end of life mentally is what you need. It's not when you're like, okay, there's plenty of younger people out there also, but it is a totally different skill and grit be having to do some of these longer races. And there are plenty of people who are out of shape, who are running the Ironman course, who are, you know, 70 plus years old, who are out there doing it. And I think it's just a, a, an excuse for kind of middle of life. People like to do this. Oh, I'm in my 40s. I'm in my 50s now. I don't do that stuff anymore. I don't need to go to the gym anymore. Like, no, that's BS. Like you need to work your body, right? We see what it looks like when you're in your 90s and 100 years old. If you give up on your physical body 40, 50 years before the end of life, like it's going to be a, a crap show and you, mm-hmm. the, the, the bills and everything are going to be crazy. So I think that's just one of the common things that I see. Like people are always saying, oh, I can't do this stuff or probably because we go to CrossFit too. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I can't do that. Like there's even doctors telling people, mm-hmm. hey, you're in your 40s now. Like you should not do CrossFit. It's too hard on your body. Mm-hmm. It's not too hard on your body. Like you can scale any of these weights, any of these movements, like Mm -hmm. that's just ignorance out there. And there's Mm -hmm. people telling a bunch of lies about this stuff and, and not knowing that they can actually do it. Mm -hmm. I think it's the, it's creating a soft, sissy generation. And that is something that really makes my blood boil is that you're creating a generation of individuals who think that sitting on their butt, having the government pay them or whatever it may be, not working hard, not um, overcoming failure. I mean, failure is inevitable in life. And I think that most people don't want to step into failure because of whatever reasons they think. We know we're going to fail. 
there's, I mean, literally, there's like what two percent of your life is when you're actually winning. Yeah, you fail most times. I think it's a fantastic <laughs> point because people will say, "I can't do this because I'm, I know I'm going to fail," mm-hmm. not knowing that, like. 10 or 20 or 50 failures is the prerequisite for success, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to do these things and fail in order to at some point succeed in the future. And people don't understand that shift. So they think, well, if I'm not, if I can't do it the first time, then I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you're not supposed to be able to do it the first time. Otherwise it was too easy and you should have done something harder. Yeah. So what do you think about an activity that people can do to write down maybe some of the lies they'd heard as children or adolescents and just kind of like make a stock inventory on a piece of paper and work through those lies or work through what would you say would be an activity people could do to to realize the lies i think that's the first step is realizing that they're lies and then what can they do to overcome that so i think it really starts by asking yourself a question is this true and it, if I say, oh, I can't run an Ironman because I'm 52 years old. Okay. Is this true? Probably not. It, is it exclusively 100% in, in all circumstances true? I would think that's the second question, right? Or is it just, oh, in this way, it's, it's true? Because there's lots of circumstances where you can twist the lie you're telling yourself and say, yeah, that is true in that circumstance. But in, is, it in, is it absolutely 100% true in every circumstance? then I would ask that as a second question. And 99.9% of the times, there is a way that that it is not true, right? There's multiple ways. And so if you said, okay, in this example, yes, I'm 52. Is there some way that I can run an Ironman? Yeah, of course. There's people with no legs running an Ironman. You can do it. You'll be just fine. Is it going to take you a long time? Yeah. But so I would start there. Like, is this true? And is there any way that what I'm saying is false, right? Is there is there another way I can look at this? Well, what I love about that is that it's an action step we can take to be aware of the lies that we've been told and believe and then breaking them down. That's really what it is, right? And so I would encourage everyone out there to take some time, self-reflect, think about those lies that you've been told and that you've actually believed and just do some work on yourself, right? Like Sit in those lies, sit in them and realize that majority of them are crap. Majority mm-hmm. of them aren't helping you succeed. They're pulling you back and realize that you're not connected to those. Like you're not fat. You're not sad. You're not all these things, right? You can change that. It's just your actions of what you're going to do to actually change that, right? So it's not, you don't have to sit in that and wallow in it. It's your choice ultimately. Yeah. You got to identify them mm-hmm. and then fight them off. Exactly. And not one time. It's probably over and over again until you actually subconsciously now believe it because you've reprogrammed your mind. Mm -hmm. Thanks again for joining us on The Donkey and the Bee. Make sure you like and subscribe and also share this episode with anyone who you think needs to get this encouragement. We'll see you on the next one.